student who was a fine athlete. He was from a well-to-do family. His father was the head of an engineering firm. His mother was from one of the oldest families in the city. During his three and a half years at Charter High, Jim Travers had maintained close to an A average in his studies. He'd been president of his class since freshman year, and he'd held numerous other class offices. We interviewed his teachers. They had nothing but praise for Travers. They tabbed him as a brilliant young man with an excellent future. We asked about Travers' friends, who we palled around with. We picked up a small league. We were told that he had very few, if any, close personal friends among the students, but he did have one girl at the high school he was especially fond of. Her name was Barbara Ferris, a tall, dark-haired girl, exceptionally pretty. Her scholastic record was almost as high as Travers. 2 p.m., policewoman Lorraine Jensen and I interviewed the girl in the small room off the principal's office. We're not singling you out, Barbara. We're interviewing most of the girls in the upper classes. You mean about what's been happening around school? Yes, that's right. Well, I don't know much about it. I was talking to Jim Travers last night. He's a friend of mine. He told me why you were here. How long have you known Jim Travers, Barbara? Oh, since freshman year, I guess. Mm -hmm. Did you go steady with him? Well, we don't like to call it that, but I guess so. We go to the dances together. Sometimes we go to the show on weekends. Do you go out with him very often? No, not very often. Jim's usually pretty busy. He studies a lot. Does he go out with other girls, do you know? Well, no, I don't. Once he went out with Betty Fisher, he said he didn't like her much. Betty's kind of a party girl. Jim likes to talk about things. You know, physiology, books, stuff like that. Do you get along with him pretty well? We get along fine. Sometimes he's moody, but I guess I am too. Could you tell us a little more about Jim? What's he like? Well, what do you want to know that for? Is there anything wrong? No, it's just routine questioning, Barbara. We have to check on everybody. Oh, I see. Well, Jim's certainly all right. He's like the rest of the fellows at school, I guess. Only he's smarter than most of them. Well, is there anything maybe that's odd about him that you noticed? Anything very different? Mm, no, not that I've noticed. He's always been pretty bashful, up until this last year anyway. He's still that way sometimes when we go out on dates. How do you mean? How is he bashful? You know, about girls and things. He's always nice, though. He's not always thinking about necking and stuff like most of them. You mean he's not the romantic type? Well, he can be romantic when he wants to. Once we parked outside my house after a dance, he's always nice. It was just this one time. What was that? Well, he kissed me, and then he twisted my arm behind my back. He kept twisting it for no reason. Yeah? I told him it hurt me, but he wouldn't let go. He kept twisting my arm. What did he say? That's what was so funny. He said, I like you better than any girl I know. Yeah? Then he said... That's why I'm hurting you. After talking with Barbara Ferris, we had a pretty good idea that Jim Travers was a suspect we wanted. But because of his fine background and his record, we realized that we'd have to prove beyond any question of a doubt that he was the guilty person. We had only one thing to go on besides the information Barbara Ferris had given us. During the morning recesses, when Travers was with Ben and I was watching the corridors, not one knifing took place. When we had left Travers and gone downstairs to check with policewoman Jensen, the girl had been found slugged and cut at the rear of the girls' locker room. 2.30 p.m., Ben and I met with the suspect. How's it going, Sergeant? Any luck? Mm, not much, Jim. What's that, another rally? No, a band practice. Junior proms tonight, isn't it? Yeah. You talked to the girl who was knifed downstairs, huh? Find out anything? No, not much. You want to stick with us this afternoon? I think you might be able to help us out. Sure. I, I've got the fellows on the council standing by if you want them. Fine. Right. 
Let's go outside, huh? Got something to tell you. Sure, okay. We can go out this way. I certainly appreciate your letting me tag along. Hope I can help you. I think you can, Jim. When we talked to those girls this morning, uh, we drew up a new list of possible suspects. Yeah? Funny thing, one of the names on the list was yours. Well, I've got nothing to hide. Well, we'll make a systematic check of each name on the list and start with yours. Well, uh, will we have to go on the line, Detective? I'd like to try that. I never saw one. I'll only pictures of them. No, no, you won't have to go through that. It'll just be a couple of questions, and then we're going to check your locker. Okay, I'd be glad to show you. Does this take us to the locker room? Yeah, we can cut through here. Say, uh, when we were questioning those girls this morning, some said that they saw you in different parts of the building when the nightcaps took place. What do you mean? Well, your location didn't exactly jibe with your classroom schedule. In other words, your class was on the third floor, but you were seen down in the main corridor. Now, how do you account for that? Well, you see, I usually take walks between periods. Sitting in classrooms makes me nervous sometimes, you know. Uh -huh. Here, I'll get the door. All right. Any other questions I can answer, Sergeant? No, that's all. How did you happen to get interested in police work, Jim? You said your father was an engineer, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. I don't know how I got interested, but I just took to it, I guess. I always like to watch people's reactions and their behavior. Fascinating. Uh, the locker room's down this way. Okay. What are you planning on doing when you graduate? College? Yeah, I guess so. Dad wants to send me to MIT. It's good school. Yeah. Say, uh, if you ever have the time, I'd sure like to see some of the ballistics equipment down at the police crime lab. I've read up on ballistics quite a bit, too. Oh, is that so? Yeah. The polygraph lie detector. That's my favorite, though. Wonderful machine. Mm-hmm. Imagine charting positive and negative reactions like that. It's marvelous. Yeah, it is. Say, have uh, either one of you ever read Dawson's treatise? I think it's called The uh, Psychology of the Criminal Mind. You ever read it? Mm -hmm. I think we had that in training, didn't we, Dan? Mm, something like that, uh, yeah. How about uh, Criminal Behavior and Its Basis, uh, Maxwell's book? Did you ever read that one? Mm, no, I don't think I did. It's a great book. I've got quite a few textbooks on crime. There's one on sex crimes I just got. It's very good. Mm -hmm. Is this a locker room? <laughs> yeah, I almost went past it. My lock is down this way. How do you shave, Jim? You use an electric razor or a safety razor? Me? Electric razor. They're the best. Yeah, they're a lot easier to use. Here it is. I'll open it for you. All right. Ben, you got those envelopes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. Okay, would you step aside there, Jim? Yeah, sure. Right, we'll get some dust scrapings from the shelf here. There you are, Ben. You want to mark it? Yeah. Jim Travers, dust scrapings from locker. All right. Let's see here. Here's some more scrapings from the bottom of the locker this time. Okay, I'll see these envelopes. Oh, here's a nail file. Okay, Jim. Now, will you hold out your right hand? Hmm? Oh, yeah, okay. Hold an envelope under his hand, will you, Ben? Mm -hmm. Catch the nail scrapings? Yeah. Okay, well... Say, what's all this for, Sergeant? Oh, it's just routine with everybody, Jim. Just gonna take some sample specimens to run through the spectrograph. The spectrograph? Mm-hmm. Now, let me scrape that middle fingernail a little. 
Oh, okay. That's it. Now the index finger. What about the spectrograph? We use it all the time. Well, it won't work in a case like this, will it? All right, that's all for the right hand, Ben. Don't forget to mark the envelope. Yeah. Some Jim, Travers, scrapings, um, finger, nails on right hand. There we go. All right, now the left hand, Jim. Hmm? Yeah. You know, we don't know if this is going to work or not. It's worth a try. We'll know this afternoon. This afternoon? Yeah. We'll have to run you through on the machine. Hold the envelope a little closer, Ben. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, how's it going to help you? It might tell us what you had for breakfast a week ago. It might tell us what kind of clothes you wore three days ago. The kind of objects you came in contact with. Oh. Well, uh, what kind of principle does it operate on? Oh, I don't know. We can ask Lee Jones. Here, let me get the scrapings from your thumb. All right, there it is. And I'll seal it in the market, Ben. Uh, you want to call the office and tell them we're on our way in? Yeah, I'll be in that, in that room right next to the principal's office. Okay. You can close your locker, Jim. That's all. Yeah, all right. We'll check the things in your pockets when we get to the crime lab. Let's go. That spectrograph must be a marvelous machine. Well, it's worked for us a lot of times. We've got evidence on a suspect that either convicts him or clears him. You'll probably get a kick out of it. Mm, I'd like to see it. You say it tells you everything a person's come in contact with, huh? Yeah, that's right. Could it tell you how I shave? Well, how do you mean? I mean, uh, with an electric razor or, or a safety oh, razor. Oh, yeah, sure. That's one of the primary things. Hmm. I don't know exactly how it works, but it does the job. We'll get Lee Jones to explain it to us. Out this door, we can cut across the courtyard. Oh, this is sure nice grounds. Will they keep me long downtown, Sergeant? What do you think, Jim? You know, the strange part about these knifings out here... What's that? Whoever's responsible probably doesn't even realize what he's doing. Yeah. Man, Lee's sick. He's very sick. Best thing for him would be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Just like any other sickness, it's not going to get better by itself. Yeah. The only trouble is he's just getting his appetite up with these knifings. Now, if he goes much longer. Uh, how about that spectrograph, Sergeant? Uh, say, for instance, well, if I happen to hold a knife in my hand or maybe a razor. Oh, yeah. That is showing the machine. We go in here? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a terrible thing. Whoever it is. Terrible thing. Yes, it is. for all the knifings, are you? 
<laughs> You're losing. <laughs> Who told you? You told us, Jim. I'm glad you caught me. It was getting worse. Might have been too late. I'm glad you caught me. Why? Barbara. After the prom tonight, yeah. I was going to kill her. The story you have just heard was true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. On December 15th, a hearing was held in Juvenile Court, Department 38, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial. It's amazing how many long cigarette smokers are changing to extra mild Fatima. Here is the actual report. From coast to coast, extra mild Fatima has more than doubled its smokers. Yes, more and more smokers every day are discovering that Fatima is the king-size cigarette that is extra mild. Extra mild because it contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos superbly blended to make it extra mild. To give it a much different, much better flavor and aroma. Enjoy extra mild Fatima yourself. Best of all long cigarettes. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. Seventeen-year-old James Travers was examined by court psychiatrists who found him to be one of the most dangerous mental cases they had ever examined. The boy's parents, who cooperated to the fullest with the police officers and with the court, made only one request, that the boy be committed to a private sanitarium. James Travers is now under confinement at that sanitarium for an indefinite period of time. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.A. Wharton, Los Angeles Police Department. Fatima Cigarettes, the best of all long cigarettes, has brought you Dragnet from Los Angeles. Screen Directors Playhouse presents a Damon Runyon story tomorrow on NBC. Oakland Art Murmur is a coalition of art and cultural venues dedicated to increasing popular awareness of and participation in the arts in Oakland, with an emphasis on visual art. They promote visual art in Oakland through collective marketing and outreach efforts, and our monthly First Friday events, which are open to the public and attended by hundreds of local and visiting art enthusiasts. The First Friday Art Walk has grown to include street performances, one-night-only art installations, activists raising money and awareness for local social service organizations, and political initiatives. For more information about the Oakland Art Murmur, go online at www.oaklandartmurmur.com. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Hey, this is Mutiny Radio. FM. You're listening to Flat Black Plastic Show. Enjoy.
tuned in to Mutiny Radio. This is the Flat Black Plastic Show.
here at the club. Oh, oh, I love it so. What
FM shows flat black classic.
Hello. Hello, Ramdas. Yes. My question is, uh, how do you listen to your dharma, and and also how do you live in harmony with your with, with your, your your karma? It, sometimes it uh, gets a little difficult, uh, especially being in New York, you know, and with and you know earning a living, uh, working, uh, trying to follow a, a spiritual path, and sometimes it gets gets a little difficult to to feel what's happening inside you and to listen to it and to act in accordance with it. I hear you perfectly. It's incredibly difficult. I understand that. The the hearing of the Dharma, the way I'm working with it, and that's all I can do is share with you the way I'm doing it because I'm trying now to live very much in the marketplace also, as you are, and do the work on on myself. Uh, The hearing of the Dharma is a method of approximation, is what I'd call it. And it's a method of feedback and approximation. That is, you hear what seems to be at the moment the next step at this moment you start it and it either feels right or it doesn't and if it doesn't you're you hear inside no no it's not right and you pull back or you start to steer a little direction differently you go to one teaching feels right on and you go on with it you go to another everybody says it's wonderful but you go there it doesn't feel right to you so you pull back you start to suppress a desire control a desire and you see it's premature to try to stop it all you can do is watch it for a while. So you stop trying to stop it and you just watch it more consciously. Another one you're watching because you sort of want to keep on with it and you know you're really ready to stop it. And you you have to keep developing this kind of honesty with yourself and this and all of the inner voices are many voices. Some of them are your ego voices, which are coming on as if they are your higher thing. But there is a place in us that knows. That's what's very uh, aggravating at times. And that place, you've just got to keep toying with. It's like um, uh, uh, Krishna Prem talks about it as a the still small voice when all about it are the trumpets of our desires. And you can hardly hear it because of the loudness of all of the other voices in us that are talking. But um, by reading, for example, constantly, like I constantly am reading from uh, just hundreds of holy books that I just keep around me and keep picking up or have in the car and read a paragraph or a little phrase or something. And these are constantly strengthening my connection to that inner voice. When I'm reading Buddha's words or Christ's words, or some of the words may be a little off from where my inner voice is telling me, but that's okay. I, can tr- I just listen. Some of them I'm ready for, some of them I'm not. But I'm constantly reading this stuff to just keep aligning me to that inner voice so that I can hear it better and better. And I'm constantly remembering these little things like love everyone, serve everyone, remember God, these kinds of things. And these are keeping me in tune. So it's this kind of gentle method of approximation. And if you don't get panicked when you go off-center, it's cool because you come back again because you can only get off so far before you feel your own dishonesty or hypocrisy or attachment or caughtness. And I really think that we can trust ourselves more than we do. I think our inner inner message is really strong. I, uh, and I think even in the midst of this fantastic vibrational field of uh, Shiva City that we're living in here. Can you hear all that? Yes, uh, but there, you mentioned about getting off center. Which, which can vary, which happens because uh, there'd be like two or three uh, directions that I'd be pulling in. Uh, all seem to feel right. 
Well, let me say something. Let me say something that's very reassuring. It doesn't matter. See, that's what's really fierce, because the inner work is going on in you, independent of the external forms it's taking. So that whatever form you end up in, you will bring to that whatever consciousness you have. And no matter how fancy the form is, if you're not conscious, you'll do it in a worldly way, while a worldly thing you'll do in a conscious way. So that really it ends up, it's like uh, the story of the two guys that are trying to decide whether to go to a temple or a whorehouse. And one of them decides to go to a temple and the other decides to go to the whorehouse. And the guy that goes to the whorehouse spends all his time thinking about the temple, and the guy at the temple spends all his time thinking about the whorehouse. Now, which of them got more of a spiritual experience out of it? Um, because it turns out not to be which form, but what you bring to the form. So the best game is to sort of just uh, relax a lot and do the best you can, and then see that it doesn't matter, that you're being taken through and that whichever one you end up with is the, just the one you need to work with at that moment. The best thing is really to relax a lot into this trip, not get into the panic you're going to go under. That's what I'm saying to you. you. You don't go under. You go under for a moment and you come back up again. Okay? Yes. Good night. San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Wild Animal Park. This recording will help you enjoy them in a different way. For these are animal sounds. The zoo is quietest in the hour just before dawn, before the keepers and landscapers and office staff arrive, while most of the animals are sleeping. It's the birds which break the spell first, tuning up to help orchestrate the morning.
Soon, from all parts of the grounds, can the sounds of animals waking and stirring, hooting, braying, growling, coughing, and various other ways voicing their impatience to be looked after. Before long, the day's routine has been established, the animals quiet down somewhat, and the first visitors are admitted. When I made these recordings, I didn't know a Himalayan black bear from a, a white-quilled black buster, or a koala from a kookaburra. Some of these sounds are surprising, some are rare, some familiar, some may even be frightening. I was allowed to visit the gorillas in their sleeping and eating area behind the enclosure. These are lowland gorillas from Central Africa, and the female is nervous at having a stranger around. That's why she's making this aggressive sound. fed vegetables, fruit, milk, and dry monkey chow. The keeper's filling the dish now. And the huge silverback male, who weighs almost 450 pounds, is starting to eat. Just like any human baby, this three-year-old gorilla is upset because the others have left her alone. hunted for souvenirs, and that's why they're an endangered species. Another of the great apes is the chimpanzee. Other members of the simian family include baboons. They're fiercely territorial and will challenge any intruder. Vast herds of hoofed animals roam Africa's grasslands. Antelopes, gnus, gazelles. In captivity, the young sometimes need special care. In the wild, they're left behind to become meat for predators. But here, they're hand-fed vitamins and baby formula by specially trained keepers. This baby blackbuck has just finished nursing.
knew is mooing at some children outside the nursery. And here's a baby springbok. The baby ostrich makes this sound to call to other chicks. When I recorded the African hunting dog, it had been separated from the others for medical treatment and was mournfully howling. of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, 
theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcr. Test, test, one, two, one, two. We're up on mic one, mic one. You can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hey there, 
here, Sam Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad to elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Listen to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. Alright folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday. Every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on mutinyradio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Oakland Art Murmur is a coalition of art and cultural venues dedicated to increasing popular awareness of and participation in the arts in Oakland, with an emphasis on visual art. They promote visual art in Oakland through collective marketing and outreach efforts and our monthly First Friday events, which are open to the public and attended by hundreds of local and visiting art enthusiasts. The First Friday Art Walk has grown to include street performances, one-night-only art installations, activists raising money and awareness for local social service organizations, and political initiatives. For more information about the Oakland Art Murmur, go online at www.oaklandartmurmur.com. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Listening to Bells in the Bat Free. Hello and welcome to episode five of Bells in the Bat Free. I'm your genial host, John Bell, and everybody is very excited here because we're having a special guest come into the studio in just a few minutes. He's not here yet. He's expected any second now. James Brown. James Brown, the king of soul, the hardest working man in show business. Am I excited about this? I tell you. I feel good. Did it, did it, did it, did Just like I knew I... Okay, wait till he gets here. Anyway, James Brown coming in any second now. Mrs. Schmackelheimer will let me know the moment he gets here. In the meantime, I guess we need to wrap up something from last week. Our resident scientist and inventor, Arnie Kunchpard, was toying around with his time machine. Things went wrong, and now... There are a thousand of them. At least there were last week. Maybe because this is a new episode, everything's back to normal. You know, like on television. That would certainly be nice. I heard him puttering around in his laboratory. Let's uh, let's go over and see if uh, everything is back to normal. Arnie, how are things in here? Oh, just standing, Mr. Bell. I guess things aren't back to normal. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. You're going to have to pick somebody to talk to me. Just one person, please. Okay, I guess that would be me. Just one person, please. Okay. Uh, you. Mr. Bell, you gotta help me. I thought it'd be interesting to have like a thousand me's, but they're driving me crazy, and I'm going broke. Going broke? What do you mean? Well, let me see. How can I best explain this? My name is Ernie Kunchpart, and I used to be a loner. Then I built a time machine and pulled a major boner. I sent myself back in time to my own self I could meet. Now there is a thousand me's, and all they do is eat. It's a temporary temporal phenomenon. The problem that I have goes on and on. Feeding all these me's has me on my knees. I guess this problem isn't a common one. 
They're leaving me out of house and home sooner or later. They've cleaned out the pantry and refrigerator. There's nothing left at all to eat. They've cleaned off every shelf. Now that I see just who I am, I try to avoid myself. It's a temporary temporal phenomenon. The problem that I have goes on and on. I got my present, past, and future, and everyone's a moocher. I want to get a plane and start pulling them. And now, while we're waiting for James Brown... Hi, oh, hi, Brad. Uh, this is Brad Montworth, our director hi. of advertising and marketing. Brad, uh, I'm uh, doing the podcast right now. Yes. Is this important? Oh, this is ultimately important. I had to bring this to your attention immediately. I've got a great idea for marketing. Going to make us a bundle and make a name for this show. All right, Brad. Spill it. What's your big idea? Well, you know the TV show Medium is going to have a 3D episode. They do that every once in a while. They did mm -hmm. it in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah. You wear the special glasses... And you have these 3D effects, you know, things just keep going at your face. Right. <laughs> you talk, oh, my goodness, yeah. it's 3D stuff. It's coming out the Brad, screen. Brad, go oh on. I, I know how it works. Just oh, yeah. go on. Well, anyway, okay, I thought, why don't we push a 3D podcast? Why? Everybody would have to have special headphones to hear it in 3D. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean a 3D podcast? How does that work? I'm glad you asked. And I'm sorry I asked. Here's the announcer to tell you all about it. This special promotional audio that I've worked up. Okay, here it is. Mel's and the Bat Free presents the first ever 3D podcast. That's right. This is what an ordinary podcast might sound like if you don't have the special patented 3D headphones. Hey, Charlie! Is that you? Way over there! Yes, it's me! What do you want? Have you got my chicken? Whoa, what an interesting plot is developing. But it sounds so dead, so lifeless, so 2D. But put on your Bells and the Battery 3D headphones, and this is what that same scene sounds like. Hey! 